0: till i can no more okay, and then what's the rest mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't, we, it <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> don't that song make you sing that though yeah. <laughs> that's all you need right there <laughs> <laughs> you just need the melody can nobody tell
0: me nothing
2: <laughs> uh-huh that's all we need that's all
1: we need that's all we check need. us out y'all
0: black career. Korea.
1: <laughs> korea korea, korea. Friday,
2: everybody, welcome to another episode of Black Korea. I am your new host, fifo Four I'm here uh, with...
1: You got Shelton Jones.
0: Your favorite girl,
3: Tiffany.
2: And we have a special guest today. Go ahead and introduce yourself.
3: Hey, you guys, this is Dr. Tiffany Hall, also known as Dr. Lovejoy. Woo. Woo.
2: And the reason why we have Dr. Lovejoy on the show... Our main topic today is going to be discussing the five love languages. Obviously, you know, we're going to be talking about relationships, um, marriage, sex, Ooh. all the yeah. nitty gritty. Yes. You know, feisty. Um, and it, yeah, very feisty. And if you haven't, go ahead and check out our previous episodes. The last one that we just released was interracial dating. And is that accepted in Korean culture? Because we definitely know it's accepted in black culture.
1: Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's why
2: I mean, in some households.
4: It (laughs) It does depend on the household.
0: And not everybody's accepted. Not all races are accepted in these households.
2: No, 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 100%. 100%. 100%. So if you guys want to hear that conversation, make sure you definitely go back and check it out. And also we are recording out of Dead End Studios. Make sure you follow Dead End Studios ATL on IG, on Twitter. Um, if you need any type of recording services, photography, uh, if, if, if special event, whatever you have. If you have an idea, we're pretty much open to anything and we will accommodate your needs. So make sure you follow us, hit us up, uh, Ken and he'll give you some special rates on on our studio space. Tell him FIFO sent you. He'll give you ten percent off, maybe. I right. gotta talk to him. Yep. But uh,
0: <laughs> shout it off first. Yeah, Speaking I know. Right? Existence. E- exactly.
2: You see him. You see him <laughs> smirking over there. Yeah, okay, he gave a thumbs up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but man, today uh we have another jam-packed show. Um let, 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 let let's get into Game of Thrones before we get into anything heavy, because I know. Tiff, our favorite Korean girl... I, you know, I like that intro, by the way. Yeah, and, I, I, and I like when you outro it, too.
0: <laughs> I know you feel me. Uh-huh, <laughs> so.
2: uh-huh. But, um... We are avid Game of Thrones watchers. Do you watch Game of Thrones as well? I Dr. do Electric? not. Oh man, nah. you you go nah. sit in a not cool kids. I
3: know, I know. I'm yeah. No. So is Shelton, she's yeah. going with Shelton and KP yeah. and mm-hmm. Andy. Mm-hmm. Oh no no KP, watches, KP watches it. KP yeah, watches. Yeah, my bad, my it's bad. Andy.
2: He's cool. Yeah, it's just Andy. It's Andy. Hey, by the way, happy birthday, Andy. Happy so, 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 y'all, so y'all can get him a happy birthday. And Figo, no hey, happy birthday! birthday to me. Thank I was you, about I appreciate that. that. I was uh-huh. about to say that. Uh-huh. I promise. I should have <laughs> let you go. I wrote that down. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> so, so Game of Thrones, Tiff. Let's 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 talk. Breakdown. Breakdown. Because, because look, we don't waited. What is this? Nine years for this episode. Nine years. Was it underwhelming? Was it satisfying? What What was it like for you?
0: See. Okay, so I wouldn't count it as nine years because I actually didn't start until the third third season came out. I got you. So I was just like getting into it, and I, I was so involved in every uh, every single episode. Mm-hmm. And then because, you know, I was very disappointed in the first two episodes of the final season, mm-hmm. I was just ready for everybody to die to see uh-huh. like this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But not everybody died, which is a good thing because I have a lot of characters in the winterfall, Winterfell. Oh my God, I couldn't even say the word right.
2: But here's the thing, though, right? Like We do have a lot of characters, and this is Game of Thrones. I, I don't think everybody's still safe. And you know what? I think Game of Thrones does a really good job of setting you up, right? Like, right. for night, for eight seasons now, they've set up Winter is coming, the Night King and the undefeatable army, right? right? And obviously, the Night King took a big chunk out of Daenerys and Jon's army, right? Like, obviously, they already lost a dragon. They lost a lot of good people. They only
0: lost one dragon. They lost one they dragon They lost last all last, the last Khaleesi's last uh, our soldiers. The Dothraki. Yeah, the Dothraki, they're, they're all, all the way gone. Yep.
2: They're all the way gone. However, Cersei... In the south,
0: you know, Cersei actually has a big army, the gold she does. golden army, she right? She paid for them. She has all of that, and mm-hmm. then she also has a sea, the naval people.
2: Mm-hmm. The um, what I did, the, um, I want to say the the Ironborn, what the Iron Fleet, and all the,
0: of them. The uncle that's leading. Yeah, the, the, the whole Grey army. Joyce. Grey yeah. Joyce. There you go. Mm-hmm.
2: But yeah, man. So so I think again, Game of Thrones does a a great job of setting you up, and then reversing it and, so, and 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 making you feel like you were so dumb to to kind of believe it. So I'm very interested to see w- how they write what Cersei's going to do
1: because we know Cersei
2: you know- is extremely
1: So let let me ask you a mm-hmm. question about Cersei. Is Cersei in episode 1 season 1 cuz that's what I'm still on right now. I'm trying to <laughs> Cersei I'm trying Cersei
0: to, is the one <laughs> that was making love with her brother.
1: So she was in episode one season. Nah, 1. It, I don't know if it was episode one.
0: I, she was in season one. She was the you know. Biatch. I think she was because I watched
1: episode season one the first twenty minutes.
0: No, it's the first episode. Times. Actually, has the tower.
1: <laughs> yes.
2: Oh, that's
0: a, no that's the, the couple that's making
3: love. Yeah. And then one that I don't even
2: think he got that far. He's um, just trolling. Oh, okay. He's he trolling. You. Well, yeah. He said you watched the
3: she... same part. Yeah. Eighteen times yes. because it was sex. No, it's just no, not the same part. This
1: is doctor. I, I stop at the same part every time. Okay. Yes, yeah, bad. Because he can't get past it. I can't and, get past it. And, and here's I the thing, I fall asleep.
2: Though. I feel you, shelter. Because I was the same exact way. Like I don't watch this, you know, hocus pocus, magical dragon. You know, I, I, yeah. I'm not that kind of guy. Mm-hmm. You know, but what it's saying?
3: not like that. But though. it's
2: not. It. You. You know why? Because it's 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 about the story and it's about how these writers literally off. Anybody you think is important And 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 I've never watched a show like that And and, and, and here's the thing I know, you're still stuck on season one Episode one, right, I get that However if you can make it to about episode three or four, you'll see what we're talking yeah, about. K-P because he cause said it, three. Yeah, because because mm-hmm. it happens relatively quick, but it does start off a little slow. And I, and again, that's the okey-doke. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But it is what it is, man. You know, you can I
0: mean, you got to understand this whole final season. Um, mm-hmm. uh, The first two episodes was just, you know, just building up the whole story for the mm-hmm, third yeah. episode to come out, which... I don't want to tell you anything if you're actually going to watch it. I'm going to watch it.
1: I'm going to to start again.
0: It actually took two episodes (laughs) after almost two years of people waiting Mm. on this season to come out for them to actually say, hey, here you go. Here's all the information that you want. Mm. And then uh, the meaning of Winterfall actually makes sense. So I
1: should watch it in reverse.
2: No no no't do, that, don't do that. no because because you no. because here's you you won't understand everything that's happening like mm-hmm. it, it's there's very so many detailed. because I put it to you like this like I came in later like I want to say around maybe season four or five and mm-hmm. then I binged all of that and then you know I, I've been on point ever since but there's so many little things that happen that you don't even remember mm-hmm. because whenever season eight is done I'm gonna go back and binge the right. entire whole thing. but I know kind of sort of why we're here. You yeah. know what I'm saying, but you have to watch it. Yeah. Like you, I'm, a, like I'm like gonna try to.
1: to do it. I'm gonna have to because too many people watching it for yeah. me yeah. not to know anything.
2: So, so right. wait, 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 hold on. So, so, so to the so, episode, so spoilers. right? Spoilers. We like, like, we got, we gotta preface the audience. Look, there are spoilers. Like me, me and Tiff just started going in, but there are spoilers. How did, how did you feel? Look, look. First of all, and I, I, I don't know listen people, to it.
0: Fast forward it for like five minutes, and <laughs> you'll
2: be fine. <laughs> <laughs> but Aria.
0: Oh, that's, that's my that, girl, that, bro. That's my girl. She's the
2: most gangster person on that show. Have you seen the meme that's out on
0: the internet right now yes. with Messi's shirt, but it's Aria's yes. face? I- oh, I've seen all of Messi them. Said even said even,
2: it. The, even Dame Lillard, bro. They're using mm. Dame Lillard. Uh, that shot he hit against OKC. They're putting Aria's face on, on there. Oh, okay. Yeah. And
1: Drake yeah. Just gave Aria,
2: her a
3: shout uh, out yeah. whoever yep. she is. Yeah. I, I don't watch it either. I'm so clueless. Cool I her. saw that yeah. too. I'm so out of the conversation. I know. Mm, that's cool. Um, but yeah, Drake gave her a shout out. I saw he On Billboard Yes. Yes. So we gotta because watch she's that great. Have to. I mean, she's that grade. A regular person that doesn't like no. dragons and yes, it, it you, you're not gonna, gonna not like d- it. <laughs> look,
2: look, were we just not talking about Friday? I like Friday paid in full. Like, <laughs> give me all these hood so classes. Yeah, is related
3: to Game of Thrones? Not no, at all. no, no, not no, no. All. But, but I'm
2: just saying, if a person with my taste in right. movies and music and all of that can get into this, anybody can. No, any.
0: Everybody loves it, no matter where you're coming from. Like even I, yeah, the whole, I, know, country, I know some food Like hood Europeans dudes. are loving it, Asians are loving it. Yeah. Like you yeah.
5: can go anywhere. And it's be, universal. Like, it really I, is
0: I was literally in Panama this past weekend, and I was watching Game of Thrones with my Panamanian friends in their household. Yeah, we were all hyped about it.
2: Last year, when uh, or not last year, about two, almost three. Damn, boy, time? Before I'm old as hell. <laughs> but <laughs> the last time I was in Toronto, uh-huh. uh, Power was on, and also Game of Thrones. Every, it didn't matter how hard ah, it didn't matter how hard I partied that night. Mm-hmm. We were watching Power and
0: Game of Thrones. Oh heck yeah! It, it,
2: it, you yo, have so to. right
1: now it's all about Game of Thrones, Avengers Endgame. Yes. And Old Town Road.
2: Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it really <laughs> is. Much is. That's where we at. We're That's <laughs> yeah, old Town That's Road. That's where Life right now. That's it where is. Are. It is.
3: And look at how diverse that is. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm.
1: None of that goes <laughs> together.
2: <laughs> Did any one of you guys watch Endgame? Yes. Yes. Okay. yes.
1: No, no, I did. She like, wait, a, hold wait, hold on, wait, 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 no, no, wait, 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 wait. I know. You
3: are. Wait, what? 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 Age? Children? Do you teach? Oh my goodness, I teach fifth grade. And you are not up on these things. Okay, so what Tiffany already has children. That's what I. Say. She has children. No, so, so
0: here's the thing, because before we are sh- like shooting and recording. Mm-hmm. She was telling me that, you know, you guys were talking about like Fridays mm-hmm. and we were talking yeah. about Napoleon Dynamite. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. like, I hate don't that get that. I hate all of mm-hmm. them. My favorite movie. I'm uh, sorry, all. y'all. But I really don't get it. Right. I don't. Mm-hmm. That's not my type of, you know, joke. Mm-hmm. So I don't get it. And I hated it. Every single one of them. But. She's like, over here, just judging me the whole time. I don't She's like, <laughs> oh, you, you have to watch this, you have to watch that. Right. Like, I can't believe you didn't like this and that. Right. And this is like, you know, the historical thing, like blah, blah, blah. And then we start talking about Game of Thrones. And we started talking about, you know, old Tom Rowe's mm-hmm. song and she's like, What nope. is that? Crickets. <laughs> a, uh,
3: nope. Yeah. Crickets. Just, yeah. Not at all. Yeah. She took my whole teacher card away. Like, you can't <laughs> even be a teacher or a therapist anymore. Uh-huh. You can't relate I to had, the actually, kids. I can't had, you know, relate. Just so I wouldn't
1: yeah. uh, those spoilers wouldn't kill mm-hmm. me. I wouldn't see it. I I went to see it like really late one. I went like at ten o'clock and I had to wake up the next day. So I went to go mm-hmm. see um. End game that late, knowing it's three hours it's long. Three hours, yeah. and I had just eaten, so I, I was like, I'm good, I don't need no popcorn, but I got a drink. And I was like, dang, when I sat down, it was people next to me, and they had this big old thing of popcorn. I was like, Mm-mm. dang, I want some of that popcorn, but I'm not getting up. Then I had to go to the bathroom. I was like, man, I should have went to the bathroom. Yeah, people, I, were yeah not, tripping. people
3: were literally yeah. saying that they weren't yeah. going to drink. So that they would not have to get up and
1: go to the yeah. bathroom. No. It was cold, but I didn't have a I'm not getting up.
3: The thing is, there were Goodness. some people who had to, like, you know, there
0: are different um, regal cinemas. Mm-hmm. So uh, some people actually got the seat assigned to it, and some people were standing in line to get the right seat or whatever. So uh, the people who are standing in the line were literally going to the bathroom like two, three times before they were getting the line to, to make sure they keep the seat and they get to actually stand That's in front right. of
1: the line. That's right. It is worth it. I, I, I'll say that movie was definitely worth it. Awesome movie. I like the last two, were just great. Yeah, because it it
2: came out literally on my birthday, and uh, one of my homies, he bought three tickets, and he was like, hey, Ralph, I got an extra one. You know what what I'm saying? Do you want to come? And I told the wife, I was like, hey, babe, uh, do you mind if I watch it early? And she gave me the look. But I said I'm gonna go. It's my birthday. I don't care. With you, <laughs> I'm, I'm, hey, you ain't gonna no, stop so did me. You even ask. It was right. courtesy. Exactly. Why? Why that, that, that's, that's 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 all that was. But um, oh but I went to go watch it that Thursday night around six o'clock. So obviously it was done around nine ish. And then um, the next day I went to go see it with my wife. Um, on my birthday she bought tickets for cena bistro. So mm. let me tell you. So so some of this Friday conjecture that you don't understand, <laughs> like. Have you guys ever been at Cinebistro, especially the one at Brookhaven? I haven't been. Best Philly in town. Every really? time we oh, go wow. there, that, that's the only thing. I, me and the wife, that's the only thing we order. It's a ribeye steak Philly. Oh my, trust me, you okay. will love it. Just go there mm-hmm. just for that. Right. But anyway, get there. We order our food. Uh, we eat. You know, obviously, I had a birthday grown man drink. Mm-hmm. And um, let me tell you, when when we left that movie theater, and I hit traffic, I was nodding off. <laughs> oh, and by man. the
0: time I got, it's a long home, movie. It's really long.
2: It, it wasn't even that. It was the itis from the yeah. s- from the from the state. Yes. <laughs> Oh my <laughs> god! But it was a great movie. So yeah. i back to back. So I, I got to make sure I didn't miss anything. Yeah. So you got to see yeah, yeah everything so, the second time. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then I got the food. Ooh, boy, ain't nothing better than some
0: itis. I'm telling you,
1: after
2: yeah. Some good food. Mm-hmm.
0: You might want to get some comedy. now.
1: Yeah.
2: I don't well, even want to
0: watch a movie. <laughs>
3: in the Korean community is it called itis? Food coma? I just uh. Food coma.
0: I don't know. Hmm. I always wondered that. meaning shik is like food, right? Eating, kone is like tiredness, and then chung is um symptom.
6: Hmm.
0: So Korean is kind of funny, you know. Like when uh, they say certain words, it could be just very basic and no meaning attached. You have to put the words together to mm-hmm. make a meaning out of it. Or there's like a little um, Chinese meaning behind each letters. So uh, you know, by saying "shikongcheng," it's like uh, Chinese meanings of each word is you know what I just explained. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, Korean, different. boy, just work with them for like a day and see, boy, that culture <laughs> is way different. But you know, mm-hmm. I to I tell
0: you a funny story. So yeah, like I said earlier, I went to Panama this weekend, and uh, I went to church to be a good girl even though Mm. i was on vacation and then this little boy was i didn't even know what time the church service starts because in panama you know just like all the other catholic in in, um that country their service starts around like eight nine o'clock or something so my friend told me mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. so my friend told me to go early and uh, i go in and there's this little boy just like laying around on the table And uh, I look at him. He looks at me. I had no idea what language to speak to him in. So I don't even say anything. And nobody's there. So (laughs) I turn around just like looking for everybody. And there's a little girl that walks up to me. She's like, just looking. So I I was like, hey, do you know what time church starts? And she just looks at me and goes, gay? I'm like, uh, I don't speak that. (laughs) Um, Well, (laughs) do you speak Korean? She's like, gay? What? (laughs) What? <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> in Korean. So I was like, oh, okay. So she speaks Korean. And I was like, oh, you know, what's in the church starts, blah, blah, blah. Oh, wow. And I was so amused during the whole service. Everything on the screen was either in Korean or Spanish. You couldn't even find English on there. Oh Wow. wow. I know. I was like, I, I can actually live here. So mm. whose kids mm. were they? It's just yeah. church kids, man.
1: Church kids, church kids, the good version of
0: baby's kids, random church kids. No, there were like adults upstairs, you know, doing okay. the whole Bible study and okay. stuff before mm. you know service starts. Right. But you know, the kids were just doing their own thing, mm. like hanging out before the service starts. And I thought it was
3: hilarious <laughs> that I couldn't even understand. That would have been the funny
1: part of me, like these church kids. Where it
5: come
3: from? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it's cool you went to church on vacation. I, it I is. It That's is. good. Crazy. good girl yes yes ah, good girl, good you, girl. Man, you better than me i, watch I don't it on, even go to church at home phone. do you really yep sometimes, sometimes. i do I, I think you're lying Fine. yeah okay. just the face <laughs> you just made it's okay <laughs> i
4: do you had a big pause yeah i have to watch
1: it on my phone i do okay. but, but
2: moving on with our topics um the first topic that we are definitely going to cover i mean it just recently happened in that right Shelton? when when uh john singleton when did he pass
1: yes. Uh, John Singleton passed away the other day. Um, yesterday. Well, what was the other day? Yesterday, because yeah. the people don't know. I'm sorry, y'all. Uh, it, well, give him the date. What was the actual yesterday.
3: date? The 30th, April 30th, 2019. Oh, yeah. oh,
2: so wow. it is, isn't it crazy? Mm-hmm. We we started off the month losing Nipsey, and yes. then we end Ended the it. month with John, John Singleton. Singleton. That's crazy. And, and it's
1: it's crazy because those are some heavy hitters. It's not. Mm-hmm. These are not regular people that we're losing, we're losing some, and he was 51 years old, mm-hmm. he had a stroke on April 17th, and and they were first reporting it like it was a minor stroke, but it was much more serious. And um, the big thing about him dying, well first off was his impact, it was amazing. Uh, this dude, I don't know who I would be without him, because Boys in the Hood is something that I watch, like every, when I say every day, I can recite it line for line. We watch Poetic Justice every other day. So you know these other too fast, too furious. I mean, all these movies he hustle had, and flow, hustle and flow. Because um, just think about how many awards he won just off of that. Right. You know, just just just, just he was just an amazing man, baby boy, baby, baby boy. boy. Just yes. just just hood class just amazing movies. These were just and I can't even call them hood classics because no,
2: they're, they're iconic.
1: They're yeah. iconic movies. Mm-hmm. These are he did it at a time too when um, blacks they they were saying blacks couldn't do it. And he did it in his own way. Mm -hmm. So, um.
2: uh, Very much so, like, um. New York Knicks who um, right. you know I'm bad I'm bad I'm Spike horrible Lee. Spike Spike Lee yes. yeah j- uh, very much so like Spike Lee I would say a little bit different mm-hmm. I don't think he his storytelling wasn't as abstract, abstract as Spike. and mm-hmm. also he didn't push the creative uh, and, it, and it just sounds wrong but uh, I don't know how else to say it he didn't push the same type of creative boundaries as Spike Lee did mm-hmm. at the time however John Singleton um, it, his impact, like you said, it, it was so big because he told so many stories from mm-hmm. our minority perspectives, from, from people that are in black and also Hispanic um, viewpoints. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. A, and, and he did it true to self. True yes. to self.
3: It was very authentic. Very mm-hmm. much so. Baby boy was Extremely authentic. And I think we can call that one a hood classic. I think yeah. that one can can be a hood classic. Did you know
1: that um Tupac was supposed that movie yes. was written for Tupac? Really?
3: Yeah, I didn't know I that didn't until know today. That. I saw that today yeah. on Breakfast Club.
1: Wow, you didn't know that till today? No, I
2: didn't yeah, know I knew that. Because because when they were actually promoing um that movie when it came out way back in the early two thousands, uh Tyrese was saying that. And that's the mm-hmm. reason why they had the mural and if you notice like a lot of odes to Tupac, mm-hmm. played his music and stuff like that in the movie. So yeah. He was, he was he
1: was Supposed to be baby boy, mm-hmm. so it's that, that was and, crazy. And you know
2: what? Like, like let's talk about that a little bit because I feel that that movie, you know, at first when I first watched it, at least when it first came on, I felt like it was a, a little bit of a joke. Like like it wasn't very serious. Mm-hmm. But then obviously as the topics in that movie started to play out, I was like, Man, I could definitely relate. You know, I right. think you know, I I've had a stepfather for a big part of my life, mm-hmm. you know, and we've had that jockeying for, you know, control of the household. This is my mama, this is my mm-hmm. woman. Right, right. You know like like mm-hmm. like I, I, I so relate to that. But I, I've in Tyrese I think that in a, a an, excellent job. He did. He was amazing. But mm-hmm. I think that Tupac would have took that role to a whole nother level. You're right.
1: You're right. And at, at the space he was in, the way he was, that dude acting wise was crazy. And John Singleton kind of pushed that along with Poetic Justice which mm-hmm. originally was Ice Cube's movie. Come to find out that too. I, I, I didn't know that. I heard him say that too mm-hmm. where that movie was written for Ice Cube to play that part but he was like nah I can't do that at this time in my career. So Pop came in and took it to just Otherworldly levels. Yeah. I couldn't imagine so,
3: Ice Cube in that, and I need to I correct. Either. It was April 29th so he passed 29th. away two days ago, oh, April okay. 29th, not wow. the thirtieth. I can't imagine Ice Cube doing I, that. I
1: can't. Well, I, I don't. I wonder if you can't imagine it because of how well. well exactly. It. I think that's what you know. What I'm saying he made that role. That role didn't make him. So in saying that, that's why it was so good. It was like he killed it. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. He just killed. And 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 Cube didn't want to play it because it was a romance uh, mm-hmm. part. And he was like, Nah, not right now, in my career. I can't do romance. But when, like I said, when Pac came in, it was, mm-hmm. it was, it was everything. He just killed
2: it. I, th- I think Pac was one of those people that um, he was on his way of transcending music, and mm-hmm. and, I, and I think he did. Ultimately, he did, even while he was still living. But I just think that as an actor. I think that his acting career would have been bigger than his music career. And it would have. crazy to say. It because is. you're talking about he was literally, him and Biggie were the two biggest artists. Mm-hmm. You know, outside of the Michael Jacksons and the Princes of the world at the time. Right. But if we're talking about urban music, like, they, 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 they were rulers of the world. Right. You know, so mm-hmm. to say that somebody in that high, um, or held in that high regard and that esteem to say that, you know, his acting career would have been even better because think about um what was the basketball movie um Above Above the realm the rim. love yeah. that movie yes and then juice juice you know, like like pop pop juice started one of my to favorite really movies get that yeah. actor uh credentials down man i man it, it, it's so sad to, to really think about it but i think he was an amazing actor
3: yeah and what he, really just hit me is that all of these people that we're talking about like, with the exception of ice cube have now passed away yeah. that's that's,
1: that's crazy isn't it mm-hmm. yeah Super sad. Yeah, and Sam. it's it's like, and, and John Singleton, and speaking of that, his family is encouraging all black men to go get um, their blood pressure checked. And and
3: yes, um, please, please, I mean, this this, this this
1: subject touches close to home for me because I have hypertension as well. Like, and I don't do everything I'm supposed to do. You, I don't. You
3: literally can go into Publix mm-hmm. and put your arm in the in little the machine.
1: machine. <laughs> and my doctor, he he don't play no games. He's he's you know I got a I got a black doctor that's. You know, he's more like a father figure even. Mm-hmm. And he, he's on me hard, which I appreciate because without him, I probably would do less than what I do. But my family is on me now. And I was like, you know, I thought about it watching this. I'm like, man, look, I'm going to quit playing with this thing. I'm, I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. Because that's scary to think that you, can, you you know, you're walking around fine. And then one day later, you're not here.
3: Yeah, they call it the silent killer. It's the silent killer. Mm-hmm. And, and John Singleton, it says he was on vacation in Costa Rica. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you were literally just on vacation and then you check yourself into the hospital and right. now he said
1: his leg was hurting or yep, something.
3: Yep. And now you're gone. So, mm-hmm. so, yes. Black men, please, please. Well, men everywhere, men, men in general, men, yes. but, but black men, especially please. because
1: it's, it's, it's common among it us. It is
3: very common. So you guys, please go get yourself mm-hmm. checked out. You literally can go into a, local um grocery pressure store and and get a check just get your blood pressure checked, yeah it please takes about five
1: it. minutes and and it could be it could make the difference in saving your life or not and yes. something it, it, it's so you know it's, it's an easy fix but you know we just got to do better gotta and do and, better. and i say we because it's me too because i got a reason you know we have reasons to we live have reasons to be here we so, need y'all here so yeah.
3: come on get it together
1: right yeah so i'm encouraging everybody to join me and that's all. Take care of this problem. Yeah, one hundred percent. You know,
2: my my wife. Uh, we've been we've been together for a minute now. Um, it's going on ten years, but this July will be one year of marriage. And um, I could definitely tell you, ever since we've been together, she's been on my yes. ass yes. about getting checked out and this, that, and the third. And I always brush it off, but this was the first time I got checked out in like the last five, six years. You know, because mm-hmm. I. To get with her, she she had all of these stipulations. So yep. I'm like, all right, let me check all these boxes. Right. But then after I got past that initial, <laughs> I was like, okay, whatever. So you know what <laughs> You,
3: you yeah. really want me to pull out my soapbox here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's so funny that you said that because I think about all of the men who, the men who are not in a relationship. And I mm-hmm. wonder, like, how often do you go to the doctor? How not at often? All. Because when I was married, I was the keeper of appointments. Mm-hmm. I was the, it's time to go to the dentist. Let mm-hmm. me call and make your appointment. This right. is when you're supposed to go. Like, that's what I did. Mm-hmm. And so I wonder, since Single men, who I mean, do they go to the doctor? Do they
1: nope. check out their
0: moms? They got their moms. No, really no. and,
1: got their moms. <laughs> <laughs> right. Sure. I, I? I remember Bruce Bruce, the comedian, was telling that joke. He was like a black man away to. The Grim Reaper sitting at the edge of his mm-hmm. bed and be like, well, I might as well go to the doctor today. <laughs> so I, was like, I was like, that's for sure, that's me. Yes, so, and we're laughing, yeah. but it's not funny. It's not I it's funny. I it's need not. you guys to do
3: better. So shout out to your wife for making sure you stay on top yeah. of it. Ladies, please make sure your men stay on top of it. Fellas, if you are so single, Love, why do you think that is?
2: I, you know, because cause I think it's... it's Slightly conditioned in our society that mm-hmm. men are just tough, and you know, You're like, supposed to fight through stuff. And- yeah, and like I grew up in a single mother household, and you know, she she definitely made it a point to toughen us up and not to baby us. So as you grow up, you just kind of. Not saying that I think going to the doctor is baby, but it's just like, oh I I, I ain't bleeding, I'm good. You yeah, know what I'm saying? If I ain't it, cut, I'm good. You right. feel like if
1: it ain't broke, don't fix it. Exactly. You know, in your brain. So your mm-hmm. brain is like, I feel fine.
3: And then, and you guys think that you're invincible. You do. And then you there's do. The, the lack of trust. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we won't even start talking about all of the <laughs> experiments and all the right. all the things that have been done.
1: Um, we don't so go I there a little there's, bit. There's yeah. a lot
3: of there's a lack of trust.
1: But so, I, I almost died two years ago from that. And it's it's serious, like I said, and I was doing great after that episode, but I kind of fell back off and, right. you know, you get a little money. Sometimes you start eating what you want to eat and doing what mm-hmm. you want to do. Right. So I got to live like I'm poor all the time, no matter what. And get that's, you some that's, carrots. Yeah. Just just fruit in general and vegetables, yeah. stuff that I don't like. Mm -hmm. And that's what I hate, because everything that's good for you don't taste that good. Don't taste like nothing. Like, I just had a smoothie the other day. It was delicious. Oh my god! You got to tell yourself. It was delicious. It It depends (laughs) on Mm -hmm.
0: what you put on the smoothie, too.
1: Yeah, it does. It does. That vice shake thing that that I used to have was good. It's good, good, see? But that, that other thing was that other stuff is some of that stuff is just so Dr. Lovejoy I have I have a question for you yes, sir.
2: um when it comes to like gender roles mm-hmm. um do you think that you know making the the appointments and being like the appointment setter for the family that should be something that is primarily the wife or woman thing um or should that be a shared responsibility obviously I know every household works a little bit mm-hmm. different but just kind of in your professional uh, opinion what do you feel like what works best
3: um, well, like you said, I mean, it is case by case, um, you know, whatever works for that specific union. But I personally am a little bit more traditional um, in how I feel a, ho- a household operates smoothly. Um, and I got to be careful in how I say things. But <laughs> um, but to me, like I enjoyed doing that i think that as women we are nurturers by nature most of us mm-hmm. and so we want to make sure the children are taken care of and then we want to make sure you know our significant others taken care of and it, it just comes naturally you're making all of these appointments for the children let me go ahead and do yours as well so i think it just comes naturally for for most women i, I guess i can go ahead and say most women um but then again there are some women that are like no I don't wanna do that. You know, you <laughs> mm-hmm. you keep up you know, you keep up with your own stuff, you go to your doctor, you you do all of that. But for me, it came very naturally like I was I'm super organized so I have like a health folder and then I have mm-hmm. like a a dental folder so mm. it's like I keep everything when the results come in the mail I put them you know everybody has their folder you have four children so everybody has a folder your results go into your folder so then I know what happened at your last appointment like I do all of that so, if, all of so that. if
2: you gave somebody um some advice right where the man is like, well, you should need you need to be handling all of that, and the woman's like, no, you need to handle your own. Like, what would what type of advice would you give that type of couple?
3: Um, so the one of the words that I like to use a lot, um, in therapy is being intentional. Okay, we all have to be intentional about how we love each other, how we take care of each other. And what that means is that whatever it is that your spouse needs, your significant other needs, that is what you do. That is what you provide. Your goal every morning should be, how can I make your life easier? And if making an appointment for you would make your life easier, then that's what I want to do.
2: That's Mm. what I'm talking about. I like that. I like that. What's your hourly rate?
3: (laughs) Listen, let me tell you, I'm glad you asked that because it's so funny because people spend, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars on weddings, but people do not want to invest in marriage therapy. Yeah. That's That's deep. I I never thought about that. Yes, absolutely. And I think that couples, with my couples, a lot of times they wait until they're in crisis to call. Um, and then I have to do the work to help get them out of crisis. But even after they're out of crisis, I do what I call maintenance. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I believe all of us need maintenance within our relationships. Um,
1: so, 000%. so therapy is needed whether you're in crisis or not. Oh, so you absolutely. need therapy when you're married, you just need therapy. I, anyway. I
0: also feel and like married too. Yeah. if mm. you're actually having the good conversation with a significant other, you're less likely to have issues.
3: Yeah, right? yeah, but you know what? So here's my thing on therapy. My tagline um, is therapy is just a conversation. That's mm-hmm. it. It is just a conversation. And a lot of times, especially when you get into crisis mode, you need a mediator. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just need a third person in the room to say, okay, you Who's talk and you be quiet. Mm-hmm. You listen and be quiet. okay say this like this this time so that your your spouse or significant other can hear what you're actually saying because we're not taught how to communicate you know we we grow up speaking the way that our family speaks and a lot of times it's it's not effective it's It's very emotional you know we're very emotional and you have to learn to take the emotion out Mm -hmm. and, and speak facts
2: yeah. No, I 100 percent agree. Sometimes me and my wife and I think every couple kind of just they have their own little tiffs and riffs and all of that type of stuff. But for me, sometimes it's a cultural thing. I'm Cuban and we speak very loudly. We speak with our hands. We speak very forcefully, even though mm-hmm. we may not mean any. Bad or negative, but sometimes stop talking to me like that. I'm like, I'm not saying nothing. You know, so and just, you're yelling as you're saying it, and exactly. your hands are <laughs> shaking. But you know, but 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 I definitely like shaking her ain't it. Right. A little <laughs> bit. A little bit sometimes in my head.
3: <laughs> it better only be in your head. That's all right. No, 1, Don't 1, watch it.
2: No, she goes look, I always encourage my wife to watch and listen to everything that I do. Um, but I'll put it to you like this. I, I had a moment in time that made me realize that. My mama taught me right, and I'll never put my hands on on a woman. Um, I was back in high school. Uh, me and my family, we were going. I was living in Miami. We went to Aventura Mall. We were going to go watch a movie together, but plans, you know, didn't go according to plan. And I'm like, hey, there's a girl that I like that hit me up, and she says she's at the mall. My mom was like, no, we're going to watch a movie as a family. And da, 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 da. I'm like, no, I'm a teenager.
1: And
3: you told your mama no? Yeah. But wow. I, I was, yeah, I was like,
1: that must be a 15, Cuban 16. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. You don't say no. Wait, 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 hold on. I got, I got hey, stories no. for days about <laughs> my mom.
2: Hey, you see this name right here? That's my mama's name, okay? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, she's my strength. So, look. But anyway, in this scenario, I'm like, nah, like, let me just go chill with the girl. Like, let me, you know what I'm saying? I'm Rico Suave. Let me do my thing. <laughs> <my name." laughs> and uh, we was going back and forth. Well, she was going, and I was, you know, just standing there. And I don't, I don't know what made her compelled her to do it, but she smacked. It crap out of me you know I'm talking about? <laughs> and you know i'm hella light skin. i'm like one shade darker <laughs> than tiffany right and um i had a red hand mark all mm. over my face oh, wow. and it didn't matter if I, how much cold water i put on it how much hot water it was there <laughs> you want to see
0: the girl now <laughs> and you know what i thought about it
2: but i walked around and i was like i'm not watching that movie just out of pride you know what i'm saying but my mom she you know after the movie and everything she apologized and everything but later on I realized in that moment that I had extreme self-control because the rage I felt inside of my body I've never felt it before Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. when I looked at that woman's face I'm like damn you gave me life Mm -hmm. let me about face and go this way and let me not cry in front of you Mm -hmm. so that taught me a lot well see
1: I don't think my mom has ever apologized to me for (laughs) (laughs) like I said she killed me a couple of times, even. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, it must be Cuban, because uh, like I said, I know my mom killed me at least twice in high school. Right? No, I I mean, killed me. Uh huh.
3: <laughs> oh, she hit me all the time, but she but killed me. But that's all right. You're sitting here, so
1: you came yeah. back.
3: Yeah. She came brought back. you back. She did. Yeah. She, she brought did. you back. Yeah. So She didn't apologize. <laughs> she <laughs> had to. She brought you back. She gave okay. you life. She can right. take it. Yeah, <laughs> she damn sure can.
2: She damn sure can. But yeah. since we're talking about um mothers and kind of. Their first, were you the first born, Shelton? Yes. I, I am, too. Mm-hmm. I'm, the, I'm, I'm the junior. I'm the oldest of three boys. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, as we're talking about mothers, relationships, communications, and things of that nature, um, in the Black Korea um, Instagram account, I have forwarded, um, like, I, I direct messaged something in there. I wanted you guys to see it. So if you guys haven't seen it, it's cool. Um, but there is this one brother that I follow, and he goes by his IG name, Riza Islam. Mm-hmm. Islam, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar, but he's very pro-black brother. Um, obviously, uh, Islam in, in terms of his uh, religion and his affiliation. And <clears throat> he was just on Sway in the morning the other morning, and he was talking about um, the MMR vaccine. Mm-hmm. and um, how it causes autism. And then world star started calling him out, saying that he's a conspiracy theorist, this, that. then, and the third. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I'm speaking facts. So if you guys have not seen it, make sure you go on Instagram. Go check out the brother, Riza Islam. I'm not going to spell it out for you. Google it. You can find it. Yeah. Um, however, he was definitely spitting facts. And in Caucasian babies, right, um, if you get the vaccination on time, it doesn't cause autism. However, mm. the CDC was hiding all of this information and everything. And if Black babies got this um, this vaccination on time, they were two hundred and forty six percent more more likely. more likely to have autism. Mm. All the way, I, I'll give you guys some some numbers that I remember off the top of my head. I can't remember names, but I remember numbers. Um, back in nineteen, I want to say is either it was nineteen eighty six when they started this vaccine. Autism in in the black culture was like one in 15, one in Mm 18,000. And I want to say in 2017, it was one in 63. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow.
3: Mm -hmm. I've taught, I've had several students um, and I I absolutely love um, teaching children with autism, but it has definitely increased and it is a very high percentage as boys. Mm
2: -hmm. Yes, yes. And, and and the reason why I wanted to bring that up um I know that we talked about uh Asian privilege and you know we talk about a lot of cultural things here and sometimes I don't feel like and this is a personal thing being being a fan of the show and I also mm-hmm. edit the show so I hear every single thing that everybody says sometimes I feel that we don't connect the dots mm-hmm. right in in terms of how we are targeted as minorities here in this country and that's one of those ways right. where you know you're literally controlling the population right you're you're controlling the population of strong young black men you know and now we have a disease you know so what do we do to kind of overturn that because that is definitely impacting us that's mm-hmm. impacting us reproducing right with with ourselves that's that's impacting learning that's, that that's impacting that's impacting the fabric of what america is
0: what's the percentage in uh, white or asian or latinos
2: uh, I would actually have to look that up. Mm-hmm. Is and it in
0: higher in uh, African-American?
7: It was
2: higher in African-American. Yes. I, it, compared it, to yeah. others? Yes, it was 246% more likely. Because of that vaccine? Yes, yeah,
1: more likely. So it was And,
2: higher, it, and yeah. it doesn't impact any other race the way it does blacks.
0: Why is that? Do they figure mm. that out?
2: Mm. <laughs> th- just th- think about it, Tiff. I, I, th- I, think, I think the answer is right in front of your face, mm. but sometimes we don't want to actually accept it.
1: It's, it's so the that privilege just sounds, thing, the same thing. It's I'm, not by accident. But, but, yeah. but how? I mean, there can't and
3: who be like, can sit and mastermind, like, does it say, we're going to give this specific dose to the little black baby boys, and then we're going to give this dose right. to the little white baby boys. Like,
0: like baby's a baby. Like, yeah. if you go see a doctor, doctor's not going to be like, oh, so, let, so me, let, me, ask you let this. me give a different dosage for a white baby so, versus so, a so, black baby versus so, Asian so, baby. So.
2: Uh, one thing that that when i was watching all of these um series of like little doc because obviously it was on ig so you only have 60 second posts um but the people at the cdc obviously they knew all of the research since the 1980s right and they know one 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 phrase that kept sticking out to me is on time they kept saying if you take the vaccine on time so i, I don't know why that made me feel a certain type of way however they said that if you give black kids this vaccine after the age of three, they're not as exposed.
0: So is it like the parents more, like, are are the white parents or asian parents taking the babies earlier on the stage for the vaccine no 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 so is so that-
2: so in america it is mandated by the government right. for mm-hmm. you to take your child to get vaccine at specific times in in their life that's correct right? right so what i'm saying is is that everybody is going at the same time however male boys black male boys are 246 uh, percent more likely to get autism from the shot Versus any other kid that you're mandated to get. That you're mandated to get. However, if they waited a year or two, then that percentage drops tremendously.
3: So then there should be <clears throat> excuse me, there should be a delay. Is that what you're saying?
2: Well, I think that's the easy fix. And I'm mm-hmm. not a doctor. I'm you know I, I'm I'm not right. saying that I have all the answers. How
0: well, did this guy actually get all those information? You
2: could Google it. Mm-hmm. He, he he actually gave references. It's on the CDC website.
0: Mm-hmm. I just
3: I think I you know i'm not a big conspiracy person at all um but i just i mean you know there's a measles outbreak right now right mm-hmm. right and so if we don't get the immunizations then what i you know what i feel
2: like it's a double edged sword okay mainly because the cdc has been putting mercury um in our vaccinations obviously that's a, that's highly poisonous um yeah th-
0: but it's enough of is needed for specific vaccines just because it's a mercury doesn't mean it's gonna affect you in a bad way all the time depending depending on what the issue is and what the problem is they're gonna put specific things on there like for example Every flu season, you're mm-hmm. getting a shot for it, but it is like a most commonly known flu that people usually get. That's why they give you a shot, a little dosage, mm-hmm. so that you can immune to it, and then you don't get the flu and die. So if that's the case, a little mercury, a little whatever All they right. need to so, put I, on so, to so, so you. So, so, I so I let me it's say this, thing. though, go
1: ahead. I just don't think it's an accident that we went from 1 in 18,000 to 1 in 63. That's not an accident. It's that's not, not an accident. But it's not, there is
0: not, not there is just like a cause yeah. one thing led to another. There but has so, to so, be different things. So, wait, hold
2: on, hold Let's put the facts out there because this is a lot of opinion and a lot of conjecture going back and Mm -hmm. forth. So this is the actual post that I sent to black Korea. So we're going to play it on the mic so everybody can hear it.
5: And listen, when I say there's a list, put it this way. Uh, There was something called the national childhood vaccine injury act in 1986. Okay. Okay. This is where vaccine manufacturers pretty much now were held with no liability. They were free to put whatever they want in vaccinations because Congress told them, okay, we know you guys are getting lots of lawsuits, and so they threatened Congress and said, listen, if you don't prevent us from being sued, we're going to shut it all down. We're not making them a vaccination. So that basically is threatening national security, because what if an outbreak pops up? Yeah. We have no vaccine. So they threatened them to you know, just shut down. So Congress said, okay, fine, fine. We'll pass this law to where you can't be sued. Since 1986, autism was one was in one in fifteen thousand. Mm-hmm. After the National Childhood Vaccine Injury Act of 1986, autism went from one in fifteen thousand to one in ten thousand. By the time Obama got into office in 2014, I believe at the end of his second term, it was one in sixty-eight. That's one in sixty-eight kids in 68 who are kids vaccinated or have, have autism. That have one, one in sixty-eight. One in sixty-eight have autism. Wow. Now it's even more than that. It's actually, I believe it's either one in 50 or one in 45. And this is on the CDC's website. This There's, there's a, another website, according to the health and human services section, section of the United States government is called the vaccine adverse events reporting system. Uh-huh. That's the website, you can go to see everything that has happened negatively as a result of vaccines. That's a part of the US government. Most people don't know about it. But that's where you can find all of that. And they also have something called uh, the vaccine court where parents go to to prove that their child was injured by vaccines and the vaccine court has paid out over $4 billion Mm -hmm. proving that yes, your vaccine injured, my child caused autism, my child is dead because of it, et cetera. And the government has admitted it, proved it and paid these parents.
6: They paid the parents. Another CDC whistleblower came forward, Dr. William Thompson, the senior scientist at CDC's vaccine division. And Dr. Thompson said, that he handed 100,000 pages of incriminating documents over to Congress. And he said on tape and in deposition that he and all of the scientists in CDC vaccine division have been ordered for 10 years to lie to the public about the connection between autism and vaccines and particularly mercury and vaccines. And one of the things he said specifically, he talked about a study that he was one of the authors on in 2004, and there were four authors, including Frank Stefano, the branch chief at CDC. And when they were doing that study, they were looking at the impact of a certain vaccine, of the MMR vaccine, on children, all kinds of children, including African-American children. And what he found was that the children who were, what the data showed, What the scientists found was that the children who received that vaccine on time, in other words, younger than 36 months, younger than three years, had a 200 greater chance of getting autism than the children who waited a little. Only African-American children were affected. And what they, they got into a room and they saw what this data said. They saw that it said that it proved at these vaccines, these mercury vaccines, particularly were causing autism. And they said, we cannot allow this to get out. So they ordered a trash can into that room and they dumped all of the documents into the trash can about African-American boys.
5: This vaccine gives black boys autism at the rate of 236% more than Caucasian boys. Mm -hmm. Now, this is not something that came from Brother Reason. It's not something that just I made up. This came from this scientist in the CDC who currently still works there.
6: You know, if CDC had come forward at the time when they learned this data was true, they could have saved 100,000 African-American boys from getting autism.
5: He also stated that if we would have revealed this information at least 10 years earlier, we could have prevented at least 100,000 black boys from having autism.
4: Bill Thompson looked at African Americans. He saw that those African Americans that got the MMR on time were 2.64 times more likely to get an autism diagnosis than those African Americans that received the MMR after three years of age. What this was suggesting is that among the blacks the ones that were getting vaccinated earlier, earlier were more likely to have autism at that point the group of uh, researchers that was working on this particular study they were having weekly meetings colleen boyle who was the head of developmental disabilities branch and marshall Lynn juergen alsop who was one of thompson's direct supervisors frank de stefano who was the head of the safety office, and then a, a postdoctoral research associate named Tanya Basin. In that meeting, Thompson brought up the fact that African-Americans were showing a, a highly statistically significant risk of autism if they got the MMR on time. What, what is said in these... In these closed door meetings, I mean, do do people say, "Oh, well, this is unacceptable," or or is it just do they always say, "Oh, this can't be right"? Or I'm not going to lie, but I also don't want to say things to you right now that aren't um, that aren't some written form. Right. The analysis regarding the African Americans was the eight on the Richter scale earthquake that just shook through the CDC. When I looked at African American males only, the relative risk was 3.36. African males only, the relative risk was 3.36. It just blew my mind. And that's when I wanted to call Bill Thompson on the phone. And his statement to me was, oh, you found it. It appears in the final publication is that, that race in general is downplayed.
5: Of course it is. CDC's own vaccine schedule, which we are required to adhere to as parents in America, recommends that our children get the MMR between 12 and 18 months. But in this hidden data provided to us by William Thompson, it is clear that for African Americans, this is actually the most dangerous time to deliver the MMR.
7: But a decade ago, Dr. Scott Montgomery and I put forward a hypothesis for MMR vaccine and autism. The age that you receive the vaccine influences the risk. This makes sense. For some infections like measles, the age of infection changes the outcome. We shared this hypothesis with, vaccine official, hypothesis with vaccine officials, members of the Centers for Disease Control at meetings in Washington, D.C. and Cold Spring Harbor. A group of senior vaccine safety people at the CDC studied it. It panned out. We were right at least partly. By November the 9th, 2001, nearly 13 years ago, senior CDC scientists knew that younger age of exposure to MMR was associated with an increased risk of autism. In 2004, they published, but they hid the results.
4: It's the lowest point in my career that I went along with that paper. And uh, I went along with this. We didn't report significant findings.
7: MMR was declared safe
0: the iom has evaluated this issue um, back in 2004 and again most recently in in 2011 um, and total body of evidence was suggesting that um, vaccines and their components did not increase the risk for
5: autism
7: what dr colleen boyle a co-author of that blighted paper did not tell congress is that she and her colleagues had deliberately concealed the autism vaccine link from the Institute of Medicine and the public. Ironically, they even received an award from the Secretary of Health and Human Services for this work. So troubling was the fraud that one of the CDC researchers broke ranks. Eventually, he made contact with Dr. Brian Hooker father of a vaccine-injured child with autism and a vaccine safety researcher. Uh,
4: I received a phone call out of the blue. Uh, it had a 404 area code, so I knew it was from the CDC. Lo and behold, it was Bill Thompson. He had much to confess.
6: I'm completely of what I did. I have great shame now.
4: I was complicit, and uh, I went along with this. Dr. Thompson had appointed me his priest, and when he appointed me his priest... Then he started confessing, and we have had many, many phone exchanges. We've exchanged dozens of emails, and he has released quite compelling information regarding fraud and malfeasance in the CDC. We didn't report significant findings.
7: Thompson sent Hooker information that was never intended for public scrutiny. From their own data sheets dated 2001, Dr. Hooker analyzed the CDC's results, and he found the same risk for autism that the CDC scientists had themselves identified.
4: It's all there. It's all there.
7: He confronted Thompson.
4: He has expressed significant remorse for lying.
2: And, you know, I think that sometimes we we want to believe that people have our best interests at heart and then you hear stuff like that and that that's not the first time right like right. we could talk about black wall street mm-hmm. right like we could talk about the black panthers we could talk about how they infiltrate us and divide us and stuff like that and right. i just think that this is you know a very hitler very genocidal way to control something that was never deemed beautiful in america and I think that 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 is the part that's disheartening, it you know, is. when when you find the facts, mm-hmm. when it's not just conjecture, when it's not just opinion, when you actually have whole car hold cold hard facts, and you go to websites that the numbers are, back it up, yeah, numbers back it up, and it's on the government, mm-hmm. on government websites. So I, I don't know, I don't know how you guys feel about that.
1: That's rough, man. That's rough.
3: It is. It is very rough. And I mean, we started talking about this because we were talking about John Singleton and, and men needing to go to the doctors and the lack of trust. And I mean, but what do you do?
2: That's the question. Catch 22.
1: Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. What do you do? Y'all still need to go I, to the doctor. Yeah.
1: You, you got to go <laughs> to the doctors you just really have to educate yourself. And I think that's most important in, in passing it along our children. You know, we have great responsibilities as men as a whole and, you know, us as black men really have to step up our weight and just make sure we're holding up our end of the bargain. I I take that very seriously as a father and as a black man, period. You know, not just to my own children, but I I look at other people's kids that way too. Like, I have a responsibility. These people are watching me. Mm -hmm. So your dad might not be doing what he's supposed to be doing, so I need to do it so you can see. Because not everybody's father is their role model. It could be the dude down the street. Mm -hmm. So that's my job to kind of be that way so others can see it because people are watching you all the time whether you want be watched or not mm-hmm. especially kids kids are paying attention and they're, and they're taking notes and I, I think about that a lot with my son like dang man what kind of example am I setting? I have to beat out um, every other influence you know Fortnite and, and everything <laughs> else is my competition sometimes right. so as a father and as, like I said once again even if you're not a father you are a role model for somebody so you have to make sure you're just upholding up your end of the bargain and you handling yourself the best way and, and fighting hard to make a difference. Yeah. That's the only way. Yeah. Korea, Korea, Korea,
5: Korea.